Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, indictment. indictment update. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody who came out to Mobile. Alabama, uh, we, me, me and uh, the members of Omega Safe Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated did a, did a show and I had a wonderful time there. And then I was in, uh, I was also in uh, the fall, in the Friday, excuse me, Saturday and Sunday, I was at the Tampa Improv for for Sword Show. Had a wonderful time there. So thank everybody that tuned up. Jasmine, how did the uh, MogulCom go in uh, Nashville? How did that? It turn? actually turned out really good. We, it was a huge attendance. We had a wonderful time. Uh, again, thanks to uh, Felicia Phillips for the invitation. Uh, and just shout out to everybody who came out. I really appreciate it. And shout out to Kenny Smoove and Sean Kenny and Tessie Brown. Showed me a great time. Fed Absolutely. me real good. And, you know, I had a blast there. So Fed you real good. You don't eat anything. What did they feed you? Don't worry about my business. Why are you right, in my so business? How did Lena? Did Lena like it? She had a good time? She did. Of course she did. We went bar hopping all downtown. Yeah. She was looking yeah. for a cowboy. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Why do, what is that thing where, they, where they, people come from all over and take pictures with those dumbass wings? What is that all about? What wings? The wings up against the wall. Oh, I think just because it's a, a popular destination, it's no different than in LA. People all go and take pictures in front of that pink wall. You know, yeah, it's all about we the take pictures with wings. They usually lemon pepper. That's not that. Over at Roscoe's or something, pepper. you know. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, Happy exactly birthday to Lamar said. Odom. Lamar Odom, oh, it, people don't realize it. People like Lamar Odom and Joe Smith were the, were the pre-Kevin Durant. Would you say that, Skip? Yup, yup. Big man Those that big, could tall, do. Skilled yeah, they're dudes. still skilled, yeah. yeah. People don't realize, it's a shame that people know Lamar Odom more for the Kardashians, for Khloe Kardashian. He was literally, he could play defense, he could rebound, he could handle rock, he could shoot. He was such a skilled dude, man. All we know about is that he passed out in the house. That's all we. But other than, but such a skill, dude. Sorry. Happy birthday to Ethan Hawke. That's a skill. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but anybody can do that. Happy birthday to Thandy Newton. Happy birthday to Emma Stone, which is my porn name. Happy birthday to uh, <laughs> Sally Field. <laughs> Happy birthday to Rebecca Ramon Stamos. She don't. It says Rebecca Ramon, but it's Stamos, so she just won't want. Happy birthday, Maria Shriver. And of course, possibly, happy birthday to Dr. James Naismith. And I think the real basketball wives should be thanking him. Hmm. Happy birthday to Aaron Hernandez. Happy birthday to Jonathan Harris, Dr. Zachary Smith on Lost in Space. Happy birthday to uh, Pat Tillman, uh, the former Arizona Cardinal who, uh, here's the thing, he was a principal man. The 9-11 happened. He left up, he left his career as a defensive back at with the Arizona Cardinals and went to war and lost his life. So this dude put his money where his career was. So um, we got a great show coming up for you. I will have a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So, of course, last week we were uh, we all were confronted with the reality in America. Another mass shooting. I've often made this point. Um, and so to date, uh, as the time of this broadcast, there have been 550 mass sh- shootings in the United States of America. I will say this, that as bloody as Gaza is and has been, it will, by the end of the year, by the time that conflict is over, it will not be as bloody and as deadly as a n- normal year in the United States of America. So, 
Uh, and I think that we've gotten somewhat uh, numb to it. But now the postmortem after the mass shooting in Maine has happened. And it will tell us a couple of things. A man who should not have had a gun got one. A man who said that he was mentally ill, who said he was contemplating causing great bodily harm to people, including murdering a lot of people, got a gun. A man whose commander uh, in, 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 uh, in the reservist said he should not have a gun. A man uh, who uh, uh, the, that same commander reached out to law enforcement so that they could go and do a wellness check and, and see if that man had guns. That is the story of America. And the people who legislate and make it easier to get guns and the people who make it harder to take the guns out of people, uh, uh, people's hands have more in common with the murder than the murdered. They're more concerned about someone having the ability to wreck that kind of habit than society being safe. There is no to stop telling me it's about protection. These, these guns were banned. The ban lapsed and then people started procuring these weapons. That's happened. It hadn't been throughout American history. There was a ban on assault weapons and they didn't even have the, the, the goal. They didn't even have the nerve to propose uh, legalizing these guns. They let the ban lapse and then took advantage of it. And now they argue it is their right. It is not their right. It is it is our right to be able to go to a bowling alley or a school or a mosque or a synagogue or a playground. And every time it's over, uh, we have we're faced with these poor mortems. And at every turn, we can see exactly what should have happened. They didn't. Airplanes have a black box. When there's something wrong, that black box is taken out and examined. And the purpose of that examination is to see what went wrong and how can we fix it. It isn't just taking the box out and having information. It is using that information to to make that flight, to make that industry safer and better for the public. What is the point of having these postmodems when they're guns, when they plan to do nothing about them? You can call it mental illness when someone has a gun that shouldn't. What is it when somebody gives a gun to somebody that shouldn't? What is somebody? What is it when somebody votes for people they know are going to give guns to people who are mentally ill? That's so. So who's sick? Who's sick? The person who's actually sick, or the people who supply them what they need to vent their frustrations? That's a little note from the GED section. It's the DL Hughley show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the DL Hughley show. Anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. have have risen by about 400 percent since the war broke out in the Middle East. Jewish day schools have been canceled. Synagogues have been locked. Social media has been pulsated with ultra hate against Jews. And governors and political leaders in states are starting to press colleges to take more steps to quell anti-Semitism amid the students saying that they are terrified. Everybody gets their turn in the barrel. Everybody in America because we major in hate. This time, it's Jewish people. When 9-11 or whenever something happens in the Middle East, it's Islamophobia. And even some of that is existing right now. There, don't forget there was a six-year-old Palestinian boy that got stabbed to death by a grown man. Um, uh, constantly, not a month ago, a month and a half ago, or two months ago, there was a man that walked into a Dollar General in Jacksonville and slaughtered black people just because they were black. So in America, the predicate is hate. It's just your turn in a barrel. There's always we we know from uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray's testimony 
that domestic terrorism is white people hate, which is white dudes hating people. It depends on who their ire is turned on at that time. There was somebody walked into a to a uh, what a mall in, in uh, San Antonio and killed 19 people because they believed they were coming over. So in America, the predicate is hate. Now, I wish that they would do the same things. It was Asian hate. Remember, they passed that Asian. So the thing we need to focus on in America is if you're anything other than what they believe belongs here, you will be. Uh, under the target of hate at some point. It doesn't matter. If it, if it's illegals, it's going to be Latins. If it's if it's the woke concept, they're going to it's going to be you. If it's if it's Asians, it's going to be so we always the predicate is that there's always somebody to hate in America. Yes sir. So a skin cream which heals sun damage as it happens and blocks the process which causes wrinkles has been created by scientists. Researchers say it's the next generation sunscreen, uh, which not only protects against sunburn, but rapidly repairs low level damage. Uh, The cream contains an artificial version of melanin, a natural molecule in the skin, which most people know produces a suntan, but also heals the skin after it's been hit by the rays. You know, it produces the most wrinkles. You know, (laughs) <laughs> that's what it does <laughs> that's what it ain't no crane for that uh, well they say what happens is if you spend more time in the sun then you get sun damage which causes even more wrinkles than aging so okay. this cream apparently is going to protect you from that as well as just natural sun damage in the form and it has melanin is that has <laughs> artificial melanin. melanin yeah yeah, <laughs> one where they got that. We, the great thing is our melanin protects us from the sun, just not the police. So it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's 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 great that your skin looks good. It's just bad when it has a bullet hole what? in it. That's the bad <laughs> thing. lumps on it. That's the bad thing about it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you for that jazz report. Um, so I saw an interesting conversation. It was on social media, and it was a young uh a man. He was uh, talking about. Um, social media's effect on the perception of black women. Um, do you think that social, excuse me, uh, reality shows, I'm sorry. Do you think that reality shows has helped or hurt the perception of black women? Do you think it has been a boon? Because it, there, there's something to be said for visibility, but there's also something to be said for your perception of how that plays out. So do you think that reality shows have, have had a positive impact or a negative impact on black uh, on the perception of black women all right we're getting to your calls directly it is the dl hewley show mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Um, so, uh, Jasmine, I think I sent you that uh, that link where uh, this young man was talking about it was on um, 
some podcast because everybody has a podcast these days. But yeah. uh, he was talking about uh, the perception of black women based on reality shows. And he was concentrating on the negative. But they have been, I would think, some positive aspects of things. Uh, even the medicine that has side effects has a positive benefit. Uh, but but the thing that I find interesting is he went on and on and on. Uh, I don't think that 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 you can say anything is all good or all bad. But do you think he had a point uh, because he was talking about how the perception of a lot of uh, people now in terms of the way they see black women is based on these reality shows. Um, and he thought it had more of a negative impact. What do you think about that? Well, I watched it. I actually know the guy, Taz, uh, Taz Daddy. Uh, and I actually called him because I thought he Daddy. had... Wow. Yeah. I thought he had several points wrong. I think he was right in that uh, I do think that a lot of these... Um, uh, reality shows have not had a great impact. Some of it has definitely been negative. Uh, I think a lot of those negative stereotypes existed anyway. But when you blanket it and you say all black women and you say that's the reason why when we go to the hospitals or the doctors that we have inadequate care or that, you know, they Which somehow existed way before. Hey, that exactly. existed way before. And that was my point. That that had nothing to do with reality TV. We've always been treated that way for a long time. Right. I think, you know, having uh, people from like, Jay Marion you know, Sims on. Williams. Williams. Right. Yeah, yeah, Correct. Yeah. So I think, you know, to bundle all of that up in one message, I think was wrong. But I, I definitely because I'm one of those people. I'm not a fan of reality shows because why? why aren't you a fan? I, of I don't because I don't like to see uh, a very one sided picture of black women. And that is to make it seem as though that we're all angry and that we fight each other and we hate each other because it's not true. And I, I do. But believe it or not, I know far more men who watch the shows than women. Um. What are they saying out there in the in the, in the uh, social media realm? We're going to go to Junius. What are they saying out there? Well, Ralph from Ohio said it's positive in the aspect of women getting exposure on television. It's negative because of the characters they portray. Right. There are consistent patterns with those shows, though. All of them. I always thought it was sad that people have to rush home to watch other people live. Thank you. I always thought that was a weird thing. But um, so uh, there is a, a pro proliferation of, of, of black uh, reality shows featuring housewives, uh, uh, you know, hip hop, whatever. Um, do you think that they presented or have been have a positive effect or negative effect on black women? Do you think that they have been a boon for them? or negative thing for them. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. Indictment so, update. Uh, do you think that uh, reality shows have had a positive or negative effect on the perception of black women? I will say this. Wrestling isn't real. Hmm. Those dudes aren't really doing, and it's never been real. Right. But it is still very popular. And so... We know that entertainment can change perceptions. Sometimes people say whatever they want about Bill Cosby, and he's done a lot of things that that have uh, that that are deplorable. But the one thing he did do was, and one of the many things he did do was the the trajectory of black people in college is directly attributable to to entertainment. People saw the Huxtables, they went to HBCUs, the numbers rose. Uh, I think that Bill Cosby, an entertainment show, Cliff Huxable, the entertainment show, is why Barack Obama became president. So there were positive and negative effects of it. 
on balance, I think that they're in these reality shows, there's grist for the meal and there is a tendency to play to the lowest con- common denominators. Uh, but but there are people who participate in it. And by and large, people perceive television or the things they see from an entertainment perspective as real. They, they believe that that's how people really are. Because you got to remember, there are a lot of people that never have met any of these people, but they know them. And there's a reason that everybody fights. There's a reason everybody <laughs> says salacious things. I can't I can't think of a reality show that doesn't end up with some drink getting thrown in somebody's face. But there's a reason they do it. So in the end, I think that it's been great that it has exposed us to some talented people or people have more opportunities than they did. But to pretend like it hasn't had some level of impact on per- perception be that fair or unfair wouldn't be quite true now i never watch those shows because i think that they don't appeal to me but they're very popular and and a lot of people call them a guilty pleasure it's been people that i had holding the highest esteem that ta- that, that love those shows but i think that the, the problem for me is that they they understand you can't like at one point they believe rap was responsible for a perception of black men or at one point they believed that um you know the news and the media played a perception of how we were seen i do not understand how people get into those shows and then years later or a couple when they're off those shows they'll talk about how they manipulated me and they 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 you know they portrayed me in a a light that i really wasn't when you know that that's what they're gonna do that's what i don't understand (laughs) like you think you're gonna be the different one (laughs) <laughs> that's the that's the weird thing for me. Like I did, I didn't say that because all that I did a real I did I call I did Dancing with the Stars and so which is a, an an offshoot of reality. Now but I dance really much dance. better. <laughs> no, you can't dance. <laughs> you should have seen me dancing in rehearsal. All right, the question we're asking is why do you think do you think that reality shows have been a positive or negative in terms of the perception? of black women. You think it's helped or hurt? Get to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. Indictment update. uh, Do you think that uh, reality shows have helped or hurt the perception of of black women? I will say this. Every reality show that does really well has a villain. Everyone. And that uh, everyone, they, they play into specific tropes specific mindsets um and i think that the problem with society is that we're not nuanced enough to understand that's entertainment thank you we're not nuanced enough like linda blair did exorcist and it killed her career because everybody thought she was a witch everybody thought she was possessed like literally like danny glover did a character on 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 uh color purple and that perception followed him i don't think we are as a society, nuanced enough to understand this is just it. People could go to get in trouble for the lyrics they use. So I don't know that that there is always that kind of um, um, reality that exists in our society. But I think for these shows, remember they had those shows, uh, those movies called black exploitation movies. Yep. Which you know, and I think this is the new iteration of that. Jasmine, what do you think? 
No, I was going to say, I think, you know, it's a misconception to believe that just because these reality shows exist, that, you know, somehow people are going to look at us in a negative way. They always have. That stereotype about the angry black woman has been around since the 30s. That was that predates any, you know, reality show. And I think, you know, the same thing goes for for men for a long time. When you look at the characters that men were offered in roles, you know, they were, you know, drug dealers or they were part of a gang. I think these types of things already exist in society and you're absolutely right i don't think that we're nuanced enough to believe that this is anything other than entertainment so i don't think you know that reality show is solely responsible i I think that people would have thought this way about black women anyway no matter what and so i think a lot of people see it as an opportunity to make money to pay bills and i i'm not quite sure that people go into it knowing that you know, after the, all these people have had these no, negative experiences, no, they don't I think they know that. I think they just look at it like it's still an opportunity to make money. You said it; it's absolutely true that if you go into it and you have the cookie cutter, clean image on the you show, your story will be saying. cut. We've seen that a saying. thousand times. Whether right. it was, you know, the situation in Atlanta and talk Alabama, about how Christian you are, how, how, yeah. how much they you will ain't cut you out. But that is because no different than the news. If it bleeds, it leads. So I think you know we come from a society that we want. To to watch the train wreck it's the reason why you rubberneck on the road so i think reality shows are no different nobody watches lifetime all the time you want to see the gory stuff you want to see the, the 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 people fighting that's what you want to see and that's what now, what, 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 what no it's funny um um tyler perry got famous one of his best movies one of his highest rated movies was the diary of a mad black woman that's what it was actually called that right Right. Yep. Nobody got, <laughs> and v- VH1 <laughs> basically does uh, iterations of the same kind of thing. But so I think I the do- difference when you when you saw, I get it, the title gets you. But when you watch the movie, it's not at all what you think it is. Uh, well, when somebody's car got burned up. <laughs> it wasn't what I thought it was. No, no. I'm saying when you look at what she was mad about, and it wasn't that she was just this mad black woman walking around. She started out docile. She started out, you know, being walked on and beat on by this guy. And then she got mad and, you know, did something about it. So it wasn't really about a stereotype about a woman who was just angry all the time. It was her being fed up. So one of it, one, so one of them, you believe, explains how we got here. The other one is just exploiting, extorting, it. How, exploiting how we got there. Okay, I get it. All right, the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, do you think that reality shows have helped or hurt the perception of black women? Do you think they've helped, been a plus or a negative? Get to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There was a conversation on TikTok uh, where a young black man who was talking about um, how, how negatively that, uh, that reality shows have affected the perception of black women. Um, do you think that reality shows have been a positive or negative effect? Here's the thing. 
every everybody we know who, who who breaks from reality shows does something um that is noteworthy they does something they do something that is i don't care if it's cardi b who broke from it but it isn't the thing even if you look at kim kardashian which started this whole the reason we have something well, first it was paris hilton but Kim Kardashian took it another trajectory. She started out doing something controversial, which is having sex on a tape. It turned into something else. So in order to be noticed on the reality show, you got to do something that breaks out. And and the thing that breaks out isn't usually a positive thing. That's fair, right? Yeah. Ratchet sales. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get it because you raised your kids. You didn't get it because you went to church. You didn't get it because you were, you got it because of something that was controversial. And that controversial uh, thing that you do is generally antisocial, right? Yep. That's the plan. And, and so the, the, so it's the whole, there is a, a, an old adage, and I said this earlier, infamy is better than fame. It doesn't take like Kim Kardashian wasn't uh, it wasn't a display of talent that exposed her, but it wasn't a thing that you would be uh, that, that that society would would hold up as a way that you make it into the mainstream. Yeah. Well, it could be if you're a white female. That's the difference. Because the same kind of things have happened to black women, but they didn't have the same outcome as Kim Kardashian. So I think it also has a lot to do with who who the subject is. Even 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 the way Kim started was was antisocial. Now the iteration, the way the way it morphed into something else, but the way she was introduced, first of all, no, most black women don't have a mom to go. You know what? You made a sex tape. Let's find a way to make everybody rich from it. <laughs> Nobody has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, you I, showed I, I, your I, ass, and now I'm gonna show your ass. There, there there really just isn't. But I I do think that to break out in that genre, it it takes infamy. You're going to have to do something that is the society notice and generally, you know, is 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 allegedly supposed to be a problem. Even if you look at Donald Trump and his popularity now, it's antisocial behavior. It isn't what you're supposed like. You might vote for president, but you wouldn't let want your kids to be like him or you would never want your wife or daughter to be around. him. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I think the only show that that did something different uh, was the Braxtons. You know, obviously it was supposed to be Tony Braxton's show, but Tamar uh, ended up being the standout. She didn't do anything salacious in nature, but she was a big character, that's, a big personality. That's the that exception, is, but not the rule. Mm-hmm. That's the exception, not the rule. That, 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 no, but that, that's not what I said. I didn't say that it was the rule. I th- I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm saying there was an exception to it, and that was the Braxtons. Well, Even. I'm exception to the GED people not running the world. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm an exception to that. All right. What do you think? Why do you think? Do you think that reality shows have been a positive or negative in terms of the perception of black women? You think it's helped or hurt? Get to your calls in a bit. It's the DL Hughes. So the question we're asking, there was a, a uh, TikTok or excuse me, a, a podcast where a young man was talking about the effect that uh, uh reality shows had on the perception of black women. He thought it was a negative one. Do you agree? Has it has a negative or positive effect on the perception of black women? We're going to the phone. 
I do believe that reality TV is giving black women a negative look. Um, I, I, I don't watch it myself because of what I've heard about it, but it teaches black women how to disrespect one another, call each other out their names, um, twerking is cool, dressing, uh, inappropriately is nice and just pretty much do whatever you can to get a band and not how to be smart, independent, respectful and loving on one another. And I, I have friends from all backgrounds and we don't act like that. So that's why I don't even entertain reality television. I personally believe that reality shows have been the bane of our existence because propaganda programs, the images and sounds that you are used to, that is what we end up copying subconsciously and consciously. And when you watch these shows, when you see these shows, they're usually portraying the most negative aspects of who we are. Relationships are never great. The people that they have, the men are never great. The, the women, in there, they're always fighting. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like people are constantly tuning into drama. And in many respects, I feel like women, they will try to compare their lives, they'll them copying what they see. Um, it's been very damaging. You don't learn anything. It portrays us at our most baser selves. And personally, it's propaganda meant to program. To today's society and how they portray a lot of these women on reality shows, it's poor because it's making the youth reflect on it and think that that's the norm. Um, for instance, Real House of, of Potomac, Maryland. They have a doctor that's on that show. Nobody would know she was a professor at um, John Hopkins. Nobody will know that she's a a, a very um, vocal activist on many things. But what they portray on the show is the ignorant. Um, and I think that it causes our today youth and young ladies and just women in general to think that ignorance is okay. The thing that is true about anything is it if they say if you get in trouble, never yell help, yell fire. We're attracted to that. They they the adage of the nice guy who finishes last that everybody likes. Even 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 you know the the fact that everybody likes a bad boy, everybody likes somebody who's counterculture. That is all. All these different iterations are boiled down in reality shows. And I think that you have to admit that it has had financially. Um, there are a lot of people who who employ people and have careers based on this genre of the reality shows. Like a lot of people, there are reality shows stars who are as famous as people who act or sing or dribble a ball or do anything. So it has had a, a, a financial windfall. You can't pretend like there aren't people who have benefited from it. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think even when, but I think that covers everything, even music, right? When you want to be a rapper, you don't rap about good stuff. You know, the big story was Drake, who Absolutely. came from a two family home. Absolutely. That's not what he rapped about. He rapped no. about the streets. We just did the story last week where we talked about, uh, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, whose son? He was like, you grew up in a gated community, but that's Michael not Arbery, what he wanted yeah. to rap about. Yeah. So I think it's all the same. Everybody wants to be bad. Even when you look at what tops the box office, it's never the nice movies. No. It's always the one where you're blowing people Forrest up. Forrest Gump someone topped the box office. It was well, not yeah, nice. But yeah, that's the exception. Well, you can look at this show. We do Human Being in a Week, and it's a great feature, and we get a little buzz from it. But it ain't F-U-D-L Hughley. It ain't that. I'm just saying. It ain't wow. that. Wait a minute. That's a way to bring it Let's up. not, let's not, uh, see, I was trying to stay away from that. 
<laughs> FD, FUDL Hughley is an abomination and we should stop it. It is extremely popular. That's why therapy. Ain't nobody ever yelled at, at you. You're a great human being of the week, DL. Nobody, nobody likes uh-huh. FUDL Hughley. Everybody loves continue. it. We do. No one does. You're no high Kardashians, does. man. We're not getting rid of that, so forget. No, uh-uh. you, People now call into the station. Here comes Ray J. We we Don't got today's millennial down. minute with the one. <laughs> today's millennial minute with the one and only DJ Lucci. This is the DL Hughley show. It is now time uh, for today's millennial minute. And this is your boy Special K with the Millennial Minute, baby, baby. Shout out to friends. Uh, as we know, Matthew Perry passed away last week and uh, his funeral was today. And lots of celebrities, including the entire cast of friends, attended it. Um, if you know somebody who's struggling with addiction, substance abuse, whatever, please reach out. And uh, yeah, sad day for the entertainment industry. Rest in peace to Matthew Perry. And it's your boy Special K with the Millennial Minute, baby, baby. We will be talking all that jazz with director Lisa Cortez. This is the DLV Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. So Trump was so loud on the stage. Here's the thing. When people like are talking about, oh, Biden's behind the polls. Do you know where uh, uh, Obama was at this point in the election when he was running against Mitt Romney? <laughs> he was four points behind Mitt Romney. Yep. That's like a preseason poll. USC was number six in the preseason poll. They ain't going to finish in the top third. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is that the people who are motivated to motiv- vote for Trump are more motivated than the people who are voting for Biden. That was the case. That's been in the case in six different elections. But in the end, you saw what happened. Ultimately, when people start paying attention, you're going to have to make a decision. The, the, the Trump can keep, keep us out of war. The, the one thing that I will say in terms of leadership, Trump would have won re-election if he had not so badly handled the pandemic. And the one thing Americans will never vote on is the foreign policy. They ain't gonna never go. They don't care what's going on in Iraq. They care what's going on here. They don't care what's going on in Gaza. They care what's going on here. As a matter of fact, there was an article in the New York Times, if you remember, that was admonishing, de- uh, imploring Democrats to put Hillary Clinton on the bill and switch, switch uh, a Biden. You remember that, uh, Junius? You remember when they were doing that panicking like that? Yep. So slow down. Well, Donald, the minute these trials start and people start paying attention. Well, first okay. of all, the fact that they've already started and you look at Trump, who could not maintain his dignity or right. anything, yelling right. at the judge, right. screaming right. and then going on and on talking about his properties as if it were some type of brochure, like it was some type of commercial. And they had to, the judge even had to not only tell Trump to be quiet and to sit down, but to tell his attorney to be quiet and sit yeah. down. Yeah. It was like a circus. 
Yeah. Uh, I think the minute people, I, I, here's the thing. When Trump is convicted, he going to be 91 felonies, you're going to get convicted of something. <laughs> 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 we'll see. Um, uh, I'm going to be in, uh, of course, I'm going to be in uh, Bur- uh, Birmingham, Alabama this uh this Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So I'm at the Star Dome in Hoover, Alabama. Um, Hoover, you remember Hoover because that's where Carly Russell <laughs> got abducted from. I do remember. By an orange man, a man, white man with orange hair. So it was <laughs> either Donald Trump or Homie the Clown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forced her to get a manicure. Yes. Oof. But they've had some good. Montgomery taught the country that I mean, black people can swim when they're motivated, right? And there's that. White people have triathlons. Black people have try me athlons. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so, um, uh, Jasmine Sanders is going to be talking all that jazz with director Lisa Cortez. That is coming up in a bit. We have the Hughley Hustle Home Mix, the DL Hughley Show. Talking all that jazz. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Talking All That Jazz, girl. Hello, Jasmine. What's up? <laughs> oh, I know that. Now, see, that's the kind of energy I like because we're going to be talking all that jazz. So, Lisa Cortez, you are, first of all, an amazing Academy Award-winning director, producer. Baby, you do it all. That's what we do know first and foremost. What I want to talk about today, and I know the reason that you're here, is the documentary, Little Richard, I Am Everything. Now, I'm going to be fully transparent with you. I I watched the documentary. Why Little Richard? And what was it about it that drew you to this story? And then I'm going to tell you why I felt the way I felt when I watched it. Absolutely. So 2020 spring lockdown, little Richard passes away. Mm. And when he passed away, first of all, I heard the music and I'm, it's bringing back wonderful memories for me as a kid of dancing and jumping around with my cousins to like tutti frutti and singing the music. And then I started noticing that all these interesting people are talking about what he meant to them from Bob Dylan to Elton John, David Grohl from the Food Fighters. I'm like, what do you know about Little Richard? And then I realized there, there isn't a story about it. His story is not out there. And in making this film, the first thing I did was like, let's find the archive. Let's make certain we can give the mic to Little Richard so he can tell his beautifully human story so that we can experience the highs and the lows, the joy of discovery, what it means to be an architect, an innovator, and not be given your flowers. And And see, that's the thing that got me. That's the thing that got mm. me. Speaking about his beautiful human story, his experience as he walked this earth. And it wasn't until I saw your documentary that it floored me. And I was so disappointed in myself. I was disappointed in the music community for allowing this to happen and somebody not stepping up and saying, you know what? We do need to give him his flowers. Look at what he's done for rock and roll. He is rock and roll. That's what I walked away with. Well, what I am also getting is that that you thought you were going to get one story, but that it was revelatory. It was revelatory about the music, about the man, about what we do as a culture to not honor those 
who are important icons. And what I wanted to do with this film was to make it immersive. I want you to feel something. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel his music. I want you to feel his story. Mm-hmm. And if anything, this film is very timely because it's in conversation with where we are now. That his story is a gateway to talk about bigger issues about how our history has been whitewashed to not include the contributions and importance of people like Richard. And that, yes, we are going to prop him up and we're going to tell how important he is and how important the community, all the communities that made him. Without question. And so that is kind of one of the things that's happening here is you can take joy with the music. You can feel outrage at the lack of recognition that he so deserved. But we can also see that he has set forth so many things like you ain't going to have little Nas X if you don't have little Richard showing up. You better preach, Lisa. You better preach today. You ain't going to have Prince. You That's ain't right. going to have Harry Styles. You ain't going to have Saucy Santana. And you ain't going to have me and my feathers in sequence. I absolutely love it. Lisa, please promise me that you will stay in touch. You will let me know everything else that you're working on so that I can support you. I am a huge proponent of, I have a thing that I call woman to woman, and it ain't the one with, hello, Barbara, this is Shirley. It ain't that one. But (laughs) I I love supporting my sisters, my queens out there. Anything that I could ever do to assist you, to help you, please don't be a stranger and please come back and talk to me sometime soon. Jasmine, I will be back very soon. All right, girl. Not be Girl Scout cookies. Okay. 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 I'm going to hold you to it. Now, you can bring a Girl Scout cookie or two. I won't be mad. All right. Thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it. Bye bye. com. Log on the day. A song from when your mom and daddy were still together is coming up. Plus, the military man Jamal Kingsley is going to return to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. That is up in less than 15 minutes right now. It is time for Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know with Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Former President Barack Obama is speaking out about the war between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. In an interview with Pod Save America, Mr. Obama condemned the Hamas attacks of October 7th, but said the only way to find a solution to the war is to acknowledge the complexity of the situation and tell the whole truth about what is going on. Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field back in January while playing in Cincinnati and ended up in the ICU for a week. Over this past weekend, he announced the establishment of 10 $1,000 scholarships, each one in the name of the 10 people on the hospital team that kept him alive. Former President Donald Trump is testifying today at his civil fraud trial in New York. He's expected to be asked about his wealth and his business dealings under oath. State Attorney General Letitia James is accusing Trump of inflating his net worth so the Trump Organization can obtain more favorable loans. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley show your uh, indictment, indictment update. update remember if you're in uh, in your, if you're in Hoover Alabama hmm. you know the site of the Carly Russell abduction <laughs> the UFO I know what I'm gonna keep my kids away from highways around there I know that <laughs> good idea <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you something you gotta remember the police uh, showed up within five minutes and conducted a multi-jurisdictional search including the secret search there has not been that many white people looking for a black woman in the south since Harriet Tubman <laughs> <laughs> and and they didn't find her. No, <laughs> they didn't find they her. Did not. Um, uh, so I'm going to be at the Star Dome in Hoover, Alabama, two Friday, two Saturday, 
and uh, one Sunday. Um, a very interesting weekend. Um, a lot of things are going on. You know, here's here's what I'll say. I think that initially when the attacks in Gaza, Gaza happened, Israel had a lot of goodwill. I think that people were, you know, were they were they were on Israel's side, right? Right. I would say that they had a lot of support, right? Correct. Because everybody. But now I think that that's eroded a lot. I think that some of the um, even Barack Obama said like some of the um if you kill 13,000 Hamas, I mean, 13,000 Hamas, or 9,000 Hamas and 13 civilians, that's tragic, right? But, you know, at least your campaign is having some level of efficacy. If you kill 13,000 innocent Palestinians and 13 Hamas, that is unbearable. Correct. And I think that a lot of people, I'm seeing CNN, I'm seeing Wall Street, I'm seeing New York Post, I'm talking about mainstream media. It's really hard to pretend like you're not seeing what you're seeing. Of course. Correct. And it's so interesting, too, though. Like you said, initially, when uh, the reports were happening, people were nervous about speaking out because there was a lot of cancel culture going on. A lot. And now, even the news uh, with the stories and the people that they are talking to telling a totally different side of the story is starting to sway people in terms of, you know, their opinion about being quiet or not. So, And one thing that galls me is I heard Umar Johnson talk. Arabs ain't never... Do you remember when the Palestinians uh, were very supportive of the George Floyd protests? Remember they were sending people uh, instructions on how to... So I think that the thing that I find ironic is when something happens to us as a people, black people here, we, we try to enlist the whole of everybody else to fight our cause, to show how unjust it is. But then there are people who say that what they ever do for us. So you can't want help when you need it, but not extend the same thing when somebody else needs it. If you're only concerned about your plight, don't expect when somebody else is just as tribal and not only concerned about theirs. Uh, coming up, we got a song for when your mom and daddy were still together. We have the military man, Jamal Kingsley. He's here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Plus, Jazzy will let us know what's trending on the D.L. Hughley Show. The military man, Jamal Kingsley, is right here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Why is it Pepe Le Pew has been canceled? Oh, yes, I agree. That little black skunk is a little sexually aggressive. But why is it that white Elmer Fudd can run around shooting black Daffy Duck and ain't nobody saying nothing? Duck season fire! Think about it, my brother. And why is it when you get white Air Force Ones, you do everything to keep them clean, crisp, don't crease them? But oh, when you get some brown Timberlands, you stomp in the mud, kick around in the snow and water, and treat them like anything. Hmm. You take care of the white and just dog out the brown? Think about it, my brother. And why is it Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben have been canceled? You won't find them on the rice box or the pancake box. They don't have a job. But damn it, Chef Boyardee, Sarah Lee, and even that white girl, Lil Debbie, they still got jobs. I guess when you're black, you're the first one to go. Think about it, my brother. This has been Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. And until next time, stay woke and think about it, my brother. I know what is trendy. Like the kids here go. 
Jazz man. What man? Tell these good people what is trending. Well, the story regarding uh, that YouTube or that uh, uh, social media critique, I don't even know what to call him because he, he says it's not really a... Um, uh, he doesn't have a formal background when it comes to food and things like that. But, you know, he gives his opinion, his review. Uh, and Ocho Cinco was uh, very upset about it, saying that, you know, the only true critic he knows is Gordon Ramsay and was basically taught on his podcast, I guess, with um, uh, the other guy. I can't think of his name. The black guy. T.O. I mean, uh, not T.O. Uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. And they were having a conversation. Now, Shannon Sharp got Ocho straightened out a little bit, saying, listen, you know, he has every right to give his review. But now this guy, Keith, is saying he's getting death threats. You know, they're talking about what? his he family. He don't have to get death threats. He could just eat at some of these horrible restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> so the question over the weekend was posed as to, you know, by Ocho Cinco and other people, is he going to be, you know, the reason a lot of small black businesses no, no. are a closing? Lot of the reason a lot of small, like, first off, the restaurant business, anybody knows is very turbulent. Anyway. Yes. Correct. There's a very minute success for, chance for success in that industry anyway. Period. But I, what I will say is this. I don't know many critics who do what it is they critique. I don't know very many sports writers who ever played sports. I don't know many, many movie critics who ever did movies. I don't know any many food crit- critics who ever were, were were because they don't. That's not what happens. But I will say this: why why is the predicate that I have to accept everything um, and be treated any kind of way, or I'm ruining somebody's business? Why why is it why is it the onus on the people? Whether whether people believe this or not, the restaurant is a extension of the service industry, the service industry. How can you how can you be in the service industry and you do not want to serve or you have a bad attitude about serving and you have to be respectful of people's time? Everything they we go to restaurants generally. My mama could cook that. You could cook that. I'm going somewhere because I want somebody else to cook and, and I want to be served. Convenience. But I think that's in general. Right now, there is a service deficit. Like, you can't go to a bank. If you go to a bank to speak to somebody, it costs you more. Hmm. Like, now people don't even want to talk to people. And I think you have to understand that if you are inviting people to your restaurant, it is easier to keep people than to get new people to come. Well, the other thing that I that we have to be clear about, you know, this guy, Keith Lee, does not get paid to do this. He does this on his own dime. Nobody pays him. He does not he does, accept yes, free food. Yes, he doesn't do any of right. that. And if you if you lay it all out on paper, he has helped far more small businesses succeed and do better than he has the the opposite of that and he and he runs that down when he gathered Ocho together about his facts he was like you don't even know who I am so you right. want to talk about right. you know having the he experience also said and he the used to be an ultimate fighter too yeah so you, that, watch him out watch him out <laughs> but he talked about you know listen I I saw I've Ocho trying to ultimate fight it didn't <laughs> work out struggling businesses you know I've donated thousands of dollars you know I, and his reviews he put up video clips to show once I do a review and it's good people flock to this business and in some cases they were just about to close their doors. So I, I he tell told, you who gets on my nerves. That Darius Cooks dude. Oh, yeah. With that dude smacking. It's all right, man. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. You can't be a big queen and skin. I can't take it. Well, I, don't, I don't even care about the rest. Like, 
Oh, this chick is all right. I mean, come on now. Now that you've brought up Queens, I have to bring up. I mean, I'm up, like, come on now, baby boy. I have wow. to bring up what Lauren Hill said. A lot of people in their feelings about this. She was questioned about, you know, being late or she addressed the fact that she's late. And this is what she said. I don't show up late to shows because I don't care. And I have nothing but love and respect for my fans. The challenge is aligning my energy with time. And she went on to talk about, I don't, I don't, you yeah, ought to be, yeah. you should be thankful yeah. that I'm basically oh, gracing this stage. Let me, let, okay, she, now see. She, she, Here's the thing. Yeah, it was a lot. When you are in the service industry, you have to be yeah. willing to serve. Yeah. Well, you in this particular case, it's the same thing, but we're talking about concert tickets. If, if a fan it, purchases exactly, a concert ticket exactly. and the concert ticket says exactly. the concert will start at 7, that does not mean you should be allowed to mosey out on stage at 10 o'clock. Man, ain't nobody. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Saying. I had a conversation with somebody and they were like, I, I was supposed to go here and you were supposed to go there. And we had a contract. The contract we signed was with that audience. And that was to give them a show. That's the contract we know everybody signed, right? The people who, who agreed to perform and the people who bought tickets. The one contract that is all, is sacrosanct is the contract you make with the people who invest in you. Well, now that you brought up that little nugget about <laughs> the contracts and that whole situation, I'm, telling you, I'm just going to say that's, that's what's trending. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, people, when, people, when people pay money for you to do what it is you do... You know, Lee Iacocca turned around an entire industry in in, 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 um, in Detroit, right? And how did he do it? Service is job one. Service. All right, coming up, we got uh, What Have You Learned? That's coming up on the D.L. Hughley Show. Um, that is it for us. It's the, it's the D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, uh, indictment update. update. Uh, in case you're in Birmingham, Alabama, or Hoover, Alabama, the site of the Carly Russell abduction. Hmm. <laughs> well, okay. so so Carly's abduction is like uh, Geraldo's empty vault isn't it <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't get isn't it the same thing I mean, Jimmy Hoffa ain't there <laughs> you know it's uh, you know it's my man said, all of those things it's my man saying he got beat up by yeah Jesse Smollett yikes it's all that yeah, and I so it's it's interesting. I'll be there this uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Start Home in Hoover. Uh, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Jasmine Sanders, what did you learn today? So I want to take this time to give another shout out. I know I did it at the beginning of the show to say thank you to Kenny Smooth and them yeah. and Sissy and, and Sean did you and, say and them, and them yeah. all of them for showing me such uh, amazing hospitality and just to my hometown of Nashville for showing up and showing out at MogulCon uh, for just, you know, hanging out. Daryl J. C. Wiz, I got a chance to hang out with a lot of people that I haven't seen in years and what a wonderful time it was. Yeah. Did some bar hopping downtown yeah. in these country spots. It was nice. I saw Lena try to get on the bull. Yeah, she did. She a little top heavy for that. <laughs> she a little top heavy. Who's she? Just wobble and don't fall down. She gave it her best shot, though. She gave it her best shot. Yeah, uh, she rocked forward on that bull and messed around and chip a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> she got two big cushions that she can rely though. on, though. It was all fun, though. She had a good time. Lana could be a buoy, guys. She can't. She can't. She can't. She'll never drown. And if you want to see it and have a good chuckle, you can see it on my social media, at I am Jasmine Sanders. It was funny. Uh, called Lena the Bowie. Man, when she went forward, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's yeah, all she wrote. Yeah, that's all, yeah. Um, Skip, my man Cheatham, what did you learn today? Man, I got uh, your your niece. Uh, yeah, yeah. She said, uh, tell Uncle DL, sorry we had to kick USC's ass. I oh, mean, no, everybody kicked our ass this week. But it's <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. She yeah. said sorry that, you know, UCLA had to do that. So, you know. Yeah, they did. Now no they, they getting ready for the national playoffs now. So. It'll be all right, baby boy. It'll be all right when the swelling <laughs> go down. Okay, on the next DL Usually <laughs> Show, sometimes people get really upset with the things I say, so we're going to give them an opportunity to vent with our segment called... <laughs> 
We are going to, and plus, we're going to honor someone's benevolence as a human being of the week. It is the DL Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator, can you pull that string? We got to go. Tap, tap. It's the DL Hughley Show. See you on the other side.